0: Six Ways to Stop Emotional Eating in Its Tracks by Beth Clayton with markfisherfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Saturday. Hope you're having a wonderful weekend so far. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily or OHD where I act as your narrator of popular health and fitness blogs and provide my commentary at the end of each episode. Now we have six shows covering a bunch of different topics Just search for Optimal Living Daily in any podcast app to find them. And with that, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Six Ways to Stop Emotional Eating in Its Tracks by Beth Clayton with markfisherfitness.com We've all been there. There is an emotional trigger and without even really thinking, suddenly you are eating. The first bite tastes great but then you barely taste anything. You may find you are eating with such ferocity, it actually hurts a bit going down, but before you know it, you have polished off an entire loaf of bread, half a leftover apple pie, an entire bag of potato chips, or a pint of ice cream. To say you feel gross is putting it mildly, but like many people, you may just say, ah, what the heck, and keep on going. Might as well fall off the wagon hard if you're gonna fall off, right? might as well make the most of it. Treats are awesome and should be a part of your life, but not when they become your vehicle for comfort or self-destruction. This begs the question, are you choosing the treat or is the treat choosing you? Over time, this type of unconscious stuffing not only leaves your emotions unresolved, but leaves you heavier, more lethargic, and in a poor relationship with your food. When we get in the habit of using food as a crutch not to feel, we may be unwittingly creating vicious cycles and a codependent relationship with food. Weight gain, disease, and disordered eating are just a few of the repercussions. Oftentimes, this type of codependent relationship creates unbridled anxiety and feeds the beast of repressed emotion. Do you recognize any of these patterns when it comes to your eating habits? Well, here are some tips to start to deal with and break these patterns for good. One. Notice and record your patterns. Start to take note of when you are making poor decisions. Food journaling is a wonderful tool. By recording your habits, you can start to notice the patterns in your choices. It seems like a small and trivial thing to do, but it can be illuminating. One of my clients chronicled her choices and was surprised to find that she mostly binged on pizza or fried foods when she missed her boyfriend or when she had been rejected from an acting project. Her emotional eating was tied in a tight knot to loneliness and rejection. By realizing this, she could start to preemptively deal with these situations by addressing ways to restructure her relationship and handle the emotional stress of rejection in her career. Two, feel your emotions and then release them. Crazy, right? Feel your emotions? Okay, this may seem obvious, but sometimes it's easier said than done when the emotion at bay is less than desirable. Let's say you find yourself reaching for a tube of Pringles, but it doesn't feel like a choice. It actually feels like the Pringles are choosing you. Take the exact opposite action and close the cabinet door. Close your eyes. Breathe. Actually ask yourself, what is this feeling? Where am I holding tension in my body right now? Breathe into the tension and simply allow yourself to feel what is going on. Is it anxiety? Is it loneliness, rejection, creative tension? If you can't release it through laughing, crying, or yelling a bit, then write it down. Take a paper and start writing. Let it all spill out without judging, just a stream of consciousness. Three, move. This is a triple whammy grand slam hit here. Not only are you breaking the habit by actually physically interrupting the trajectory of your action, but you are also releasing pent-up emotional energy, and creating an insane flow of feel-good endorphins. You know how when you're angry, running or punching can feel really good? Or how when you're really down and go to yoga, you might cry a bit as you start moving and breathing deeply? You release the tension that is formed from suppressing emotion. So when in doubt, put your sneakers on, leave the house and start walking or jogging, or head to your yoga mat. Bonus you are actually burning calories instead of ingesting them. Four, choose protein. People don't tend to binge on protein. Think about it. When you're stressed out, do you want to chow down on a turkey leg? Probably not. You are much more likely to go for a starchy carb or sugar. These foods elevate blood sugar very quickly, so for a few minutes, you are flying high until your blood sugar crashes. Stop the sugar and carb cravings immediately by changing it up, With protein, eat some sliced turkey, a hard-boiled egg, or Greek yogurt with some stevia and cinnamon. Protein also contains the amino acids necessary to stabilize blood sugar. Five, keep emo-binging foods out of the house. Just like you probably aren't going home to binge on protein, you probably aren't going to binge on delicious and calming herbal teas either, or broth-based soups, or green smoothies, veggies, and fruit. Keep the c- out of the house. And by by c- I mean highly processed sugary foods. I don't care if it says organic, fat-free, or low-carb on the package. Get it out. Whatever you tend to go for when you are down or anxious or angry, keep it away. Six, preempt your anxiety. Stress eating can be one of the most difficult to navigate because stress can permeate almost any area of our lives. We can find it in our finances, our careers, our relationships, or our homes. Stress can be found pretty much anywhere we choose to find it. I emo eat when I am anxious, nervous, and fearful, when the adrenaline is pumping, the cold sweats start, my heart starts pounding and it feels like I'm actually in danger. I notice that I will eat anything I can find to calm myself down, to stop my hands from shaking, to stop the discomfort of this heightened sensation. If you can identify, start by taking note of the fear-based, anxiety-inducing thoughts and journaling about them. Start incorporating daily calming exercises to center yourself at the beginning of the day. It could be daily morning exercise, yoga, meditation, journaling, walking to the park with your dog and a cup of coffee in the morning, listening to calming music as you get ready for work. Commit to these practices every day. Inner calm is not a state of being, but a practice, and it affects every aspect of our lives. So, armed with these tools, we can all start to combat the hold emotional eating has on us. Start today, start now. If you feel like you need additional help with emotional eating, the power is in the present. You just listened to the post titled, Six Ways to Stop Emotional Eating in Its Tracks by Beth Clayton with markfisherfitness.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I've mentioned this on the show before. It is truly funny that when we need to eat for emotional reasons, we never do look for that turkey leg, or we never look for that bowl of salad, or that crudita with celery and carrots. We always turn to ice cream, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, cookies, donuts. Why? Well, it's because high fat, high carb, high sugar, high salt foods tend to release good feeling hormones in the brain. Hormones that make us feel comfortable. They bring us comfort. Hence why these foods are called comfort foods. Higher protein foods, fruits, vegetables do not release the same endorphins sadly in our brains. So they tend to bring us less immediate comfort. Now so many of Beth's suggestions to breaking this cycle are what behaviors recommend for emotional eating. When I was a health educator, I would conduct weight management classes with a behaviorist, someone that specialized in human psychology. I would discuss the nutrition side of things and the behaviorist would discuss the psychology parts. And of course, emotional eating relates to both things. So it was a perfect topic for my health education class. Now, the tips we shared with our patients during these sessions were so similar to those I just read to you. It's all about creating some space between the craving and the actual eating behavior. We want some time to pass to know whether we're just craving a food to satisfy an emotional need or whether we're truly hungry. One of the best ways to know this is to distract yourself. Most cravings, whether it be for food, a drink, or even a cigarette, will pass within five to 10 minutes. So if you can acknowledge the fact that you really want a chocolate chip cookie, then distract yourself by doing something else that makes you happy for five to 10 minutes you may find that the craving passes. Now, how do you distract yourself? Use some of Beth's suggestions. Go for a walk. Write down how you're feeling. Drink a glass of water. Play Tetris on your phone. Make an actual phone call. Text someone you've been meaning to reconnect with. Take a look at the weather forecast. Anything that will take your mind off your craving for five to 10 minutes. I have a feeling that by the time you're finished, you will have forgotten all about that chocolate chip cookie you were craving. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend if you're listening in real time, and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show and where your optimal life awaits.